While Fuller House may be a family show, the Fullest House podcast is not. Listener discretion is advised. Hello and welcome to the Fullest House podcast where you don't want to know what the dragon just did to us. I'm Zach. I'm Mark. I'm Harrison. Oh my god, guys. This, this is been uh building up, guys. This has been building up. I feel like I say this every episode, but what was this episode? Yeah, guys, guys, this is a very special episode, but not yeah, in the way we usually mean that with these kind of shows. No. Oh yeah, it's very special. Because he goes off the fucking rails. It's it's a very special episode, but it does not teach us any lessons. No. Unless the lesson is, of course, racism. <laughs> uh... Guys, if you like Japanese stereotypes. Are we just going to like start out with the our favorite segment, which will then last the entire episode? Is that racist? <laughs> is that Racist. I just want to get it out of the way so we don't have to worry about it for the rest of yeah, the Yeah, just address the elephant in the room right now. We can, yeah. With yeah. This episode, guys, if you like Japanese stereotypes, this episode is for you. They've got everything. They've got Hello oh, Kitty. God. They've, they've got, got white people. They've got white people <laughs> doing kabuki theater. Going doing kabuki theater. Oh my god. They've got. <laughs> They've got Japanese boy bands. Kimmy says, by God, Zilla. Uh, mm. Oh, it's so, oh, it's so crazy. Because in case you couldn't tell, they're in Japan. They have a Yakuza boss called the Dragon. There's, there, when, when we first go into the episode, there's interstitial music and it's, it has a Japanese flavor is the whole thing to it. Yeah. The the theme song is sung in Japanese. That's true. That's that I'm okay with. Yeah, I'm okay with that. That, that I think was, is yeah. kind of a fun thing to do. Like a, yeah, no, I thought that was like kind of a fun touch. Yeah. <laughs> but I also want to point out after the uh after the opening credits, the opening like theme song, the first like establishing shot is like think of okay, uh, uh, the audience right now. I want you to think of if you were to try and set up Japan in one shot how would you go about doing that and we'll give you a couple seconds just to think we're doing a real door of the explorer here what do you think the good the opening shot after <laughs> the opening credits is just a shot of like a lake with lilies on it and mount fuji in the background and it's just like starting off Real strong with the Japanese stereotypes. Is Mount Fuji even near Tokyo? I have no idea. Don't even know. I don't know. Were they in Tokyo? They were, they in, were Tokyo, in Tokyo, right? Yeah. 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 They were in Tokyo. Well, if it's not Mount Fuji, it's just a snowy mountain, which I'm pretty sure is just supposed to be Mount Fuji. But yeah, I don't definitely. know if they even did their research. Yeah. <laughs> right. Which, which, frankly, we didn't do our research. It's just, there's a lot in this episode. I was going to make a joke, but I'll save it for later. Uh. <laughs> So, yeah, this is a very special episode indeed, in that it is racist and also shot with a single camera. <laughs> That's neat. It is. This episode... The camera work is actually good? It, it looks better than a lot of episodes. Yeah. Um, it's still... It's weird because it is... I think it is single cam, um, and there's a lot of, like, real shots, yeah. but it still does have a very multicam feel to it mm -hmm. yeah uh you, you can tell it's single cam because they have more camera movement and close angles and they yeah like and the quality is just better but they do try yeah. to maintain some continuity of style which I there are some interesting shots tyler pointed out there's a very edgar wright shot where they're like let's see what fernando has to say and the camera widens out and fernando walks into frame <laughs> yeah no yeah, i thought that was, that was a very well done shot yeah. yeah, that was that was good. And I feel like it just needed some like uh, fun music over it. And it's like, yeah, that's in that's in an Edgar Wright. <laughs> mm -hmm. Yes, <laughs> they just spend the whole episode just doing quick shots of people yeah. walking down Tokyo streets and whatnot. <laughs> yep. How to, how to even broach this episode, Zach, you were talking about the beginning and we do begin with them 
arriving in Tokyo, they're in, they're surrounded by billboards and lights. It's the Times Square of Tokyo. Those are DJ's words. Um, and who should be on one of those billboards? Who is it? But the one and only John Stamos himself, Uncle Jesse from Full House. <gasps> yes, the Uncle Jesse. The Japanese icon? Which, which we should be, we should be clear. It's not John Stamos on a billboard. It is Uncle Jesse on a billboard. So yeah, it's selling, Uncle Jesse. Selling perfume. Um, I assume when he shot this, he was very depressed, and then he fell in love with Scarlett Johansson, but they had to part because it just wasn't meant to be. <laughs> yes. Um, and it's it's his the commercial is uh, creepy. Uh, yeah. I want to yeah. say this is weird. Yeah, it's very, it's very weird. <laughs> I mean, I think it's also just like their take on like, oh, Japanese commercials are weird. No, but here's the thing. Like, I get that it's weird. Like, Friends had the whole thing with Ichiban, lipstick for men and everything. And like, but I, it's because I get the weirdness because it's like he's on a horse and a fairy flies up to him. But if you look at the content, she says to him, he says like, are you lost? And she says like, I am now. And he says, it's good to be lost. They'll never find you. (laughs) <laughs> i that's what i'm saying it's not like crazy like you know this perfume is the best perfume like lights and everything everywhere it's just really creepy yeah yeah like it's not like a typical japanese weird commercial that people make fun of it's it's yeah it's very slow it's very low energy yeah <laughs> very creepy oh boy uh and so we're already off to a great start because they're like, oh, why? The first they're like, oh, why didn't they tell us? Why didn't Uncle Jesse tell us that he was big in Japan? And then they watch the commercial and they're like, yeah, no, I kind of get why. I get why he never told us. I think there is an episode of Full House where like Jesse tours in Japan. Yeah, they 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 know they always mention the song is big in Japan. I, yeah, I never saw the episode where Jesse tours in Japan, but I'm sure it exists. Yeah, I think it yeah. happens. Um. So yeah, Jesse is here. That is the first thing they are greeted with, which, which wow, it's, it's being greeted with family. That's it's it's nice. It's it's, it's comforting. Nice. Exactly. Yeah. Ima- imagine imagine if you went into a foreign land and you looked up, and your uncle's face was on a billboard. <laughs> well, if the first thing he said was "It's good to be lost," they'll never find you. I would run away as fast as I can. <laughs> I'd be making some phone calls. I'd probably like cut off any and all interaction with that uncle. <laughs> be making some phone calls, going like, "Hey, um, what is this, hey, uh, Uncle Jesse? What the fuck? <laughs> hey, Jesse, what the fuck?" <laughs> Anyway, we move on. I'm looking at my notes. There's a lot in this episode, and I yeah. know I know um, our great, kind producer Tyler wants us to stay on track. So I won't even so I won't even mention the fact that Steve is here without his fiance. But which is odd. <laughs> yeah, there's there's a whole thing where there's a big dramatic crossing the street moment. Dramatic music plays, and they have to run across the street before time runs out. And Max is switched with a little Japanese boy. Yeah. Yep. There's also a nice bit where uh, they're like, oh, we all need to hold hands to cross the street. And uh, Gigi's like, oh, everybody hold hands. And so uh, Steve and Matt grab her hands. She's like, I'm going to go with my kids, uh, but you guys can hold each other's hands. And it's just a wonderful bromance moment with Matt and Steve. Yeah. Really the greatest OTP. I was, yeah, I was going to say the real OTP, the bro TP. Yeah. Bro TP. Hashtag bro TP. Um. <laughs> Hashtag ship. What's Matt and Steve's ship name? Uh, Meave Stat or Meave? Me, I think Meave. 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 I think it's Meave. Are you a Meave shipper yeah. or a STJ shipper? <laughs> well, Definitely I don't know. I think, the, I think the STJ ship has kind of sunk after this episode. Sunk? <laughs> yeah. Wait. Uh, what? That, well, oh, there's well, well you have to no, 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 Zach, Zach, you have to re, you have to realize that there's Steej and there's Steej, and while Steej, yeah, I'm sorry, <laughs> I'm sorry, I was thinking about Steej, like a I, I was thinking about Steej when in reality I should have been thinking about Steej because when Steej that ship has sunk, I, but Steej has <laughs> risen from the ashes. I don't, I don't know if you're doing this on purpose or if you're just not really enunciating, but it sounds like you keep saying CJ again and again and again. No, he's saying CJ. Oh, no, it's, it's been CJ. 
No, CJ. CJ. Because, you know, yeah. CJ, it, it's like gone. It's dead in the water. But CJ. Well, that's that the one. That's yeah. a ship I can get behind. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's, it's. Yeah. No, I was team, saying team, CJ. Team CJ. Uh, team CJ. <laughs> but Steve tells Kimmy that he knows DJ was going to choose him. And Kimmy says to him, sweet cheese, what did you say? And that's it, her it's line exactly delivery. Like that. That's it's how exactly she delivers the way Mark it. Said it. It and we were trying to put our finger on what it reminded us of. And I think it really is that like speed racer American dub of a Japanese thing. Yeah. Yeah. Energy. Sweet cheese. So it's it's on purpose. It's very much on purpose and in keeping with this episode. Or if I can bring up another if I can bring up another example. Uh, the scene from the room where Johnny goes to buy flowers and the person behind the desk is like, oh, hey, Johnny, I didn't know it was you, but said, like, with no with no emotion whatsoever. <laughs> well, the reason why I say Speed Racer is it's the urgency of it. Sweet like, cheese. Kimmy says what are we doing? the phrase, sweet cheese, what did you say? Um, with With the tone, as if she is hurtling through space in a car. <laughs> Sweet cheese, what what did you say? We have to win the big race. <laughs> oh my god. I, oh my god. Imagine Fernando in Speed Racer. Well, he, he's oh a very famous race car driver. Yes. Is that Guys, our spinoff of the week? Sp- I was about to say, this is our spinoff. <laughs> Guys, we are insane today. Hold on. Does Fernando also have a monkey best friend who is in the car with him at all times? Of course. No, he has Max. Of course. <laughs> it's the monkey is just it's, it's Max dressed up as a monkey. Oh right, no, they're already Ma- Max is the boy. precocious boy who who accidentally gets into trouble. J Money is the monkey tagging along. <laughs> it's just J Money in a monkey suit. Yeah. Yes. I was gonna say maybe there are some shenanigans where he gets turned into a monkey, but no, it's he's in a monkey suit. It's just a guy in a monkey suit. <laughs> monkey suit. So that's our spinoff. Uh, that's our spinoff. That's our spinoff, Do Not Steal. Beautiful. <laughs> Original content, Do Not Steal. What, what do we call it? Speed Fernando. Speed Racer. Speed, <laughs> Speed Racer. This is, we just call this it is Speed our, Racer. This is our cool reboot of Speed Racer. We're going to get the rights. Speed, yeah. Fuller Speed Racer. No, it's like, it's Speed Racer, but there's three E's in Speed, so it's technically different. <laughs> it's, it's, it's Speed Racer. Yes. Speed. Speed. We're, we're going to get the Wachowskis in on this again. Yes. <laughs> oh, God, dude. Juan Pablo Depache, please come on Speed Racer. Please, please, please let us, please make Speed Racer with us. Speed Racer. Juan Pablo Depache, while you're doing that, also come on the podcast. Please come on our podcast. We'd love to podcast. have you on our podcast. It's an Just open come invitation. On. So, Jimmy uh, says sweet cheese. Yeah, sweet cheese. What did you say? And Steve says, Steve says, I didn't say anything, which does become a thing later that he didn't say anything. So we yeah. should establish that. Also, would love to mention the fact that Steve is now here. He flew into Japan without his fiance. Yep. Yeah. It's a bit weird to me. Like even just a throwaway line would have fixed that. Like Yeah. She she went ahead to spend time with her with her family, with her stepfather, Dragon. Yeah, she had to, she had to come in early to please the dragon. The dragon. Speaking of the dragon, let's just, let's introduce this this wonderful man known as the dragon. Yeah, it's 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 a dinner, everybody's meeting each other, and Steve meets his soon to be father in law, the dragon. Or is it just yeah, dragon? And it has to be said like that. No, it's the dragon. It's the it dragon. Is the dragon. The dragon. Like, okay, just close your eyes and say Yakuza boss and just imagine what that looks like in your head. Yeah. And that's what he looks like. Yeah. Yeah. And then we were we were like making jokes before because she had CJ had brought up like, oh yeah, my father my stepfather, the dragon. You need to be careful around him, whatever. And we were making jokes where it was like, we knew he was like part of the actual like Yakuza. But we were just like, what if he's not? What if he's just like played by Seth Rogen or Danny DeVito or something like that? <laughs> I threw out George Went. You just you just want a a, a sort of schlubby, doughy white guy. <laughs> yeah, he's like some big white guy who's very into anime. And he's like, no, it, it's I. You call me the dragon. <laughs> <laughs> I watch Dragon Ball Z. That's why they call me the dragon. It's my yeah. thing. You can call me Goku. <laughs> <laughs> Gosh. <laughs> 
<laughs> That's he, he he started the nickname. He's like, yeah, my my name's Tom, but you can call me the Dragon or Goku or whatever you want. <laughs> you know, so just yeah. you know, it's up to you. But uh, you know, I go by the Dragon. I feel like going from Tom to the Dragon is like the greatest. It's like the best name you could have picked, honestly. It's like, oh, hey, I'm Mike, but you can call me the Dragon. Well, well, I do have one possibly better name. And this is in keeping with my George Went suggestion. What if he is just Norm from Cheers, but he moved to Japan and became the dragon? Yes. Yeah, I'm, I'm yeah, I'm an, yeah my name, I'm, I'm Norm Peterson, but you can call me the dragon. <laughs> is he still a Yakuza boss after yes, moving to of Japan? Course, of course, <laughs> Norm, Norm definitely gets, gets wrapped up with the Yakuza. <laughs> Did they ever officially say that the dragon is a crime boss or is it no, just they do. no? He's just a very scary. No, it's just heavily implied, and he's a very scary Japanese man. Yes. <laughs> so we can just assume CJ comes from blood money. Yep. <laughs> the dragon has definitely killed people. To be fair, it's her stepfather. Yes. And we don't know how recently he became her stepfather. Well, long enough for her to perfectly understand his Japanese. So I think she spe- but get, <laughs> she was You know who doesn't perfectly understand Japanese? Steve. Steve because yeah. Steve goes up to him, he's saying to CJ, "I'm going to tell your father in Japanese. I learned how to do it. I'm going to say your daughter is very beautiful." And what he says is, "I paid a lot of money for your daughter." <sighs> Which, like, I was a little afraid they were going to go the route of, you know, that people make that joke all the time. And I was afraid they were going to do more of the kind of version of it where it's um, your daughter has a lot of bees in her pants or something like that. (laughs) But I liked that it is just like a a, a, just a very demeaning, horrible thing to say. (laughs) Not just like some nonsense. What's this guy saying? But just like, yeah, I paid a lot of money for your daughter. (laughs) <laughs> I think it's one of those yeah. things where it's like he tried learning the language or and then like in very broken Japanese tried to say something else. And in his defense, in his defense, Steve must have spent like an hour on it. <laughs> <laughs> he spent like two hours learning Japanese. So like he spent two hours learning Japanese. One of those hours was learning that one specific phrase. Yes. <laughs> uh, how How much you want to bet that? Even his Japanese doesn't match the subtitles. Like they, they, they screwed up his tutorial. I am positive. <laughs> I am positive. But anyway, I want to keep us moving a little bit because there is a lot to this episode. Um, two other significant things happen in this kind of chunk in this scene, which is Rose says to Max that she wants to go to Hello Kitty Land with him. Which Tyler was immediately incensed because it is Sanrio land. Yeah, they show it like they don't even try to hide that it's not Sanrio Kitty Land. Yeah, uh, but Max wants to go to Samurai Town. They could because they couldn't think of an anime. They couldn't pick like one like anything. One shonen <laughs> they just say Samurai Town. Like, I, okay, is that a uh, real admittedly, park? I don't know much about Tokyo. Yeah, I don't know if that's real. I'm gonna look it up right Wait, now. I'm really curious. Is there a Samurai, Samurai Town, Town in Tokyo? Uh, I looked up Samurai Town, and I'm not seeing anything specific about Samurai Town. So I'm thinking it's just. I think it's just a made up thing. Okay. Do you think Max assumed there would be a Samurai Town? <laughs> Probably. Yeah. Max, you got to do your research when you're planning a trip. Yeah, take it from us, the guys who totally did their research. Yeah. He's going to buy a sword that's like folded 10,000 times or something. Yes. But it oh, says Max made in China. needs a sword. Max <laughs> should have a sword. You know who should really have a sword? Fernando should have a sword. Yes. But not yes. like, not, but, but Fernando should have like a rapier. <laughs> yes. Oh my God, yes. <laughs> Fernando needs a finesse weapon. <laughs> spin off Fernando as Inigo Montoya from The Princess Bride. Oh, yes. That works. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. New fan cast. Uh, but yeah, they go to Hello Kitty Land. Well, well, Max agrees also in this scene, guys, the kabuki dancers can't make it. Right. Yes. That's, that's right. What are we going to do? How could I how could I forget? Because the kabuki dancers aren't Japanese and can't Get across the border right now for some reason. They were from like they were from Taiwan or something. Yeah, yeah. Or they're 
because there's a whole joke where Kimmy, the kabuki dancers are not from Japan and she ordered the sushi from Hong Kong. And Stephanie says, why? Why did you do that, Kimmy? Also, that sushi is going to be terrible. (laughs) Yeah. And and she says, I don't know. I just did it. Get off my back, which begs the question, is Kimmy a bad party planner? Uh, yes. yes, yes, yeah. I feel like it's pretty heavily established throughout the entirety of the series up to well, this point. She's very she, successful, though. She's a mess of a person. I think she she plans a number of parties that just that people enjoy in the series. But it's like, man, Kimmy just is Kimmy bad at her job? Like, maybe just don't do weddings. Maybe just yeah. don't. Here's an idea. Or, or maybe like, don't maybe, do a Japanese wedding. Yeah, I was gonna I was gonna say maybe don't do a Japanese wedding. When you are the whitest person on TV. I would love... Yeah. We, we saw the episode where she's planning it. And yeah. is it weird? I know they're in Japan, but is it weird that they really lean, leaned into... It's all Japan-themed. Uh, I, yeah, I guess so. Yeah, that is a little odd. Look, I love sushi, but it's like... it. Just have a wedding. <laughs> like Steve and CJ aren't Japanese. Yeah. Well, 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 I mean, her family well, lives there, but... Well, yeah, well, C- CJ's stepfather is the dragon. Yeah. Tyler, whenever any of us mention the dragon, could you just edit me saying it that way over? <laughs> <laughs> yes. So they're like, oh, what are we going to do? The kabuki dancers are gone. And Kimmy's like, don't worry, I'll just ask Fernando. And then there's that one shot where, Fernando, where it zooms yeah. out a little bit and Fernando slides into there. And Fernando's like, ah, what, what can I help you with, Kimberlina? And then it cuts to kabuki dancers. Only they're not kabuki dancers. It's Fernando and Kimmy. In full makeup and costume. And you and you think like, uh, wow, this is so bad and uncomfortable. How could this get any worse? And then Kimmy says that wonderful line. Um, hey, DJ. Not DJ, DJ. Put some disco stank on this. Say it with me now. <laughs> Time for everybody's favorite game. Is that racist? Where the answer is always yes. And so then we have um, two non-Japanese people uh, in full kabuki getup uh, disco dancing. It's not even very good kabuki outfits. Uh, and not even very good disco dance. No. <laughs> yeah. No. That, or, to be fair, they, they, they do a pretty good job. They're okay. Although there is a very good line where it cuts to uh, Jay Money and Ramona and Jay Money leans over and he's like, you know, they say everyone becomes their parents someday. So how nervous are you right now? And Ramona is just terrified. Ramona with a look of a horror on her face is just terrified. I think she says like a little nervous and he says a little and it cuts back to them. She goes like very nervous. Um, (laughs) Yeah. Which just goes, it's one of those moments where you're like, this show should be about Jay Money and Ramona. Yes. They're the best characters. So much of the show is about DJ. It should be about Jay Money and Ramona. They're the best characters. They have a great dynamic. Uh They're really good. Yeah. Yeah. One's smart, one's dumb. There's character contrast. Well, Mark, you see, in 30 years, we're going to get Fullest House. Not the podcast, but, like, the TV show. I think maybe the the creation of this podcast was honestly to stop the creation of Fullest House, because we've already taken the name. (laughs) But uh, they they make Fullest House with Jay Money, Ramona, and, I don't know, Max. Yeah, they're all going to live together. And they're all all going to live together. Mm -hmm. Tommy is just such a non-entity in this show. Yeah, it's hard to imagine him as more... Because he didn't grow up like the Olsen twins. Well, he's off in New York running his fashion Fashion empire. empire. And then they all stare into the camera for another five minutes. Just like, it's so weird how little Tommy is like Michelle. Tommy does not... We got to this the end of this episode and I was like, who's watching Tommy? Oh yeah, you're right. I, I forgot. We got to this end. The end of oh, this no, episode. It's, uh, it's um. Oh yeah, it's the grandparent. It's like a. It's like one scene in the previous episode. They do establish it, which like it's not a huge problem if they don't establish it. My point is, we got to the end of the episode, and I remembered. Oh right, DJ has one more child. <sighs> <laughs> and I forgot. Oh man. Um. Anyway, next problem. CJ's maid of honor can't make it. Can we also mention the great character interaction where the dragon just like stupid Americans and then match yeah. responds in perfect Japanese. <laughs> yes. Yeah. 
Guys, is Max a weeb? The entire episode, the dragon just grows more and more tired of everyone else's shit. Yep. <laughs> By the end, he wants and, blood. Yeah, and Loki, I'm just like, is the dragon just the best character in this show? <laughs> White people, am I right? Yeah. <laughs> hey, oh. But yeah, the maid of honor can't be there. And uh, beautiful transition on my part. Just thank you, me. You're welcome. Yeah, let's all give a round of applause to Zach. Let's give a round yeah, of applause. Yeah, Tyler, can you add in like a round of applause for me? Just, I just need this as like, listen, I just need this for like my own personal self-image. <laughs> just keep it, keep it going. Keep it going. Okay, you can stop. You're, you've been far too kind. All right, so the maid of honor. She can't be there. No, don't. I, I said you have to stop the applause. Okay. So the maid of honor can't be there. And Tyler, do not put applause right there because Zach doing that bit was the funniest thing. <laughs> Zach just saying, oh no, stop the applause after I thought we were done with applause. <laughs> yes. Yeah, Matt has a wonderful suggestion about who should be CJ's new maid of honor. It should be DJ. And CJ's like, um, I'm the bride, so I should be the one who decides who the maid of honor is. And, like, Stephanie's right there. I know you don't know her, but you also, like, barely know DJ. And you don't like DJ. She's interacted with DJ more, but DJ is a worse choice because her fiancé uh, was in love with DJ. And yeah. continues to be in love with DJ. Oh, she's just... Yeah, it's like, because of the people there, <sighs> it's it's like, here, here's... Here's what she should do. Uh-huh. I, it shouldn't be Kimmy because... No, it should not be Kimmy. Kimmy's no. gonna fuck some shit up. Shouldn't be DJ. So it should either be Stephanie by default or do a cute thing and, like, make your daughter the, ma- the maid of honor. Yeah. That could have worked. Obviously. Yeah, like, if everybody will think it's gonna be super cute. Yeah, make, make, make Rose the maid of honor. Yeah, that would be cute. Yeah. Rose is a good choice. Yeah, yeah that would have been a very good choice. Together. She wouldn't screw it up. She would probably that give a been better very speech good. than DJ did. Yeah, yeah. yeah she would have just been all. It would and it wouldn't have mattered that she didn't prepare anything because she's a kid and it's she's just gonna go up there and be a kid and be cute. But instead, CJ just looks around trying to find anyone who's not DJ, and she goes, "Uh, DJ, I guess." Okay. Yeah. You know, Stephanie's literally sitting right next to DJ this yeah. entire time. Do a Steph. Yeah. Steph can do you it. Picked, yeah, you could have picked easily. anyone else. Anyone else except for Kimmy and maybe Fernando. <laughs> and maybe Fernando. You know what? Fernando should be the maid of honor. Yes. Uh, we need Fernando as the maid of honor. And Kimmy's like, oh, don't worry. You're all the Everything's already taken care of. Okay, now it's time for a speech from the maid of honor. Oh, wait, I guess there was one thing you needed to do. Here, DJ, make a speech on the spot about the guy you were going to choose and his now fiance, who is a lot like you in every single which, way. Which I think she manages the speech pretty well. Yeah. Or she recovers. It starts horribly. Well, it ends horribly as well. Well, yeah, I was going to say, but the cap on all of it is, she says, to Steve and DJ. Oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah, okay. She pulled a Ross. Yeah, and everybody says, CJ. Uh. <laughs> And she goes, CJ, and it's like, this was a bad idea. Then Matt pulls her aside. Pulls her onto the green screened uh, <laughs> overlook. The roof. The, the green screened skyline of Tokyo. Yeah, it's, it's, it's so fake, it's wonderful. Yeah, and he proposes. We should also mention the entire episode so far, he's been going up to Kimmy and been like, I'm going to propose to DJ. I want to propose to her in like the cab. And he's and it's just like, you, you you need the you need to pick your moment, my guy. And yeah. he, he, does. he does. He does. He does pick a good he, moment. It's 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 a beautiful fake backdrop. Yes. No, a very real Japanese skyline. But also throughout, Steve keeps saying to Kimmy, "I gotta talk to DJ." And he goes to Kimmy and says, "I gotta talk to DJ." And Kimmy says, "Then why are you talking to me?" And I was like, "Yes, Kimmy, that's a good yeah. point." Then talk keep, to DJ. Talk, talk to DJ. That's Steve, you're not doing what you're saying. You don't have to act through the wing woman. <laughs> yeah. Just one more promise he can't keep. That's foreshadowing. So he runs up to find DJ, but it's too late. Matt's proposing to DJ. 
And DJ says yes. <gasps> the drama. Ooh. Congratulations, happy couple. That, oh, they're so happy. And Matt's so happy that he's like, we should go downstairs and tell everyone right now in the middle of this other person's wedding. Mm-hmm. And DJ's so happy that she says, I'm just going to not wear the ring. <laughs> yeah. Well, d- yeah, DJ says, I'm not going to wear the ring. Also, it might not be a good idea to overshadow their moment. Yeah. That's like, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, right. Good. Yeah, yeah. Um, also, Matt's so excited that he starts sounding like Seth Rogen. <laughs> yes. Maybe he's always sounded that way and we just never thought of that. <laughs> This scene, he has a real Seth Rogen vocal quality, and it's great. He's going to propose. <laughs> so he proposes, and then we... Does it just cut right to the next day? Or? Yeah, I think we're, it does. Well, we get, we next, we're at Hello Kitty Land, where yes. they've dragged Fernando along with them. Yes, Max and Rose go to Hello Kitty Land. With Fernando, Fernando is their chaperone. And Fernando is really into Hello Kitty Land. Well, well what it's I wonderful. What I love is Fernando's is like, Ugh, I don't want to be here either, Max. And then he sees a character and is like, Oh my god, it's that character! And like runs off excitedly. And then he's super into Hello Kitty Land, oh which yep. begs the question: How did he get into Hello Kitty? I was going to say I, there, it, the implication. The implication that, is Fernando was always into Hello Kitty, so it's like. Why was he pretending to not be into Hello Kitty? <laughs> because he's a man, goddammit. Yeah, he was posturing for this eight-year-old. Yeah. <laughs> well, to be fair, this eight-year-old has consistently <laughs> proven to be his biggest rival. That is true. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, Max, he I'm cool like you. in front of Max. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. That's my point. That's my point. I don't like Hello Kitty. I want to go to Samurai Town. I love the idea that Fernando has to prove himself to an eight-year-old boy. Yeah, it's, I mean, it's a thing that I've seen a lot lately, that everything fun is cringy, so you should just just enjoy things. Mm-hmm. If if there's any point to the podca- to this podcast, it might be that. Just yeah, enjoy yeah. things. Enjoy, yeah. enjoy things. We're not cooler than Fuller House. Right. No, in fact, it's honestly quite the opposite. Yes. <laughs> yeah. But... Yeah, there's a brief montage of them at Hello Kitty Land, or I'm sorry, Senrio Land. Max walks out and he's decked out in Hello Kitty merch. Because Rose made him put it all on. Yeah, Rose, there's a line that I want to quibble with where Rose says, like, I know you didn't want to come, but you did anyway. And that just made this day even better, which I understand the intent that, like, I'm, you know, I I really appreciate that you'll do things that you don't really want to do for me but also like the idea that like you know i knew that you hated this the entire time and rather than compromise we just did what i want to do and that's what i love about you yeah like (laughs) i understand yeah that's how i felt as well i was like i know what you meant but the way it was said it Mm -hmm. was not it didn't match up not ideal no um and then fernanda walks out and he is also decked out in hello kitty merch and then uh i think is that the end Shall we move on to J Money and Ramona? Yeah, yes, that's that's I think literally the, the end of that subplot. But yeah, then we do so. get to the best do part the of the best episode. subplot: the J Money and Ramona subplot. They're just walking down the street, totally normal, no Japanese boy band members in sight. <laughs> well, well, first there are a couple <laughs> things that happen. First, I wrote down um, J Money and Ramona are having an adventure. Yes, um, yeah, they're out exploring I like that. Tokyo. Yeah, yeah I like that. it's having an adventure it's, in it's Tokyo. Should, the show should be about them. Ramona's like, we need to go to this cat cafe. And Jay Money's like, that's stupid. And I said, okay, cut to Jay Money loving the shit out of this cat cafe. And then and that's, what that's exactly what happens. Exactly. Is it, wait, is it this one or the next time we check in with them where the Japanese girls mistake him for Justin Bieber? That's after. Yeah. It's the next okay. time because the next note I have is CJ goes on a talking toilet. Okay, yeah. Let's talk about the talking toilet for a second. Yep. By the way, having been to a cat cafe, they really are that magical. I've never been. But I'm sure they're wonderful. Uh, so it cuts to CJ getting ready. She's in her wedding. dress. She's in her dress. DJ, Steph, and Kimmy are there too. DJ's wearing a white dress, which I know that we were debating it, and it might be a very, very light purple, but I'm pretty sure they know what it looks like, right? Yeah. DJ's wearing yeah. a white dress to a wedding, to her ro- romantic rival's wedding. <laughs> And CJ uses one of those 
fancy Japanese talking toilets, which this is the first time there have ever been jokes about that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's just very, very fresh. There's so much now. comedy you can do with it, like yeah. having the toilet talk and having it squirt water and having it suck things up for some Hold reason. Hold on, I've, I've, got, I've got a pitch. What if the talking toilet had humor dog's voice? <laughs> well, that would have made it infinitely better. I'm a toilet. <laughs> it's me, the talking Japanese toilet. <laughs> Legally distinct, so we don't get sued. Legally distinct. <laughs> don't you want to use me to evacuate your bowels? And also, Tyler had mentioned something, and it's when we were watching the episode, and it was so cursed that I feel like I have to bring it up here. And it's uh, while you're using the toilet... Does it sound like it's gargling? Uh. Oh, I see you're getting ready to use... <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, I hate this. Uh, oh, I hate uh, this so makes much. makes me feel so dirty. <laughs> Thank you for using me. Oh, you're coming... <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. Oh, no. Hey, Tyler, edit that all out if you want. <laughs> no, 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 no. <sighs> Leave it in. Leave it in. So while we have the scene from Cars 2 where Mater also uses... A talking toilet. That's what I thought. Uh, it ends with uh, Mater's dress being eaten by the toilet. Yeah, CJ's yeah. dress gets eaten by the toilet. And this is when, when we were first watching this, this is when I went, oh, this is why DJ is wearing a white dress. They're going to switch yeah. dresses. Then, like, Steve wanting to tell DJ about his feelings is going to, like, see CJ from behind, think it's DJ, and start telling her how he feels, and that's how the wedding is going to be ruined. We've That's what we're setting up, this big comedic misunderstanding, comedic and dramatic misunderstanding, like a show might do. Yeah. And instead, that doesn't happen. Yeah, it's a really much more boring and stupid thing, where instead of buying a new dress, they go and steal some kimonos from the hotel? They steal some kimonos, Stephanie goes to distract the guy, the front desk person, and they have no other trouble stealing the kimonos. Uh-huh. It's very easily resolved. I'm left still baffled why... You know, like, it's still, like, why was DJ the character wearing a white dress? But I'm still even baffled by, like, why did Wardrobe put her in a white dress at a wedding? Yeah. yeah. Um, and, yeah, they have no trouble. They just steal the kimonos. It doesn't make a difference in anything at all. Yeah. Then we go, we go back to J-Money and Ramona, our best subplot, where they're walking, yes, down, they're the walking down the street. And uh, they pass by and some Japanese girls who just happen to be there are like, oh my god, it's Justin Bieber. And Jay Muddy's like, yes, I am Justin Bieber. And he does some dance moves. And then he busts a move. And, and immediately the girls are like, you are no, not you are Justin, not Justin Bieber. Bieber. <laughs> you lie. He's not Justin Bieber. It's not Justin Bieber. And so... Uh, <laughs> So, <laughs> so Jay Money's ego is shattered. Jay Money's ego is shattered, but Ramona's like, that doesn't matter. I'm going to go across the street without looking in either direction. Because she's angry that Popco oh, um, right. already yeah. somehow has right. three girlfriends. Right. It, is, it has Which, been uh, a day and Popco has already started a brothel. Well, to, to be fair, the reason Popco broke up with her is that he wanted to see other girls. So yep. he might have had people waiting in the wings. Uh, that's mm. true. Somehow. Pop Pop goes real shit. But yeah, she's her ex-boyfriend has has three girlfriends already. She's never going to find love again, especially not with a Japanese pop star. Um, And then she starts crossing the street. A motorcycle almost hits her, but she's saved by a mysterious Japanese boy. Yes. How old is Ramona, by the way? <laughs> I don't know. Um, She's in like. High school. Yeah, are she they always starting... looks younger than I think she is. Yeah, uh, do do they do they start high school this season? Maybe uh, that could be it. I think yeah. you're right. Yeah, yeah. Um, I did make a note of an exchange between her and her Japanese suitor because it is love at first sight. We have these dramatic close-ups. We have romantic music. She says, "Thank you for saving my life," and he says, "Thank you for being so beautiful." 
which has real Anakin Skywalker energy. Yeah. <laughs> not not to get, I know, not to show our hand too much and talk about the Star Wars prequels. You've only grown more beautiful since I saw yes. you. <laughs> You've grown, Annie. You've grown too. Grown more beautiful, I mean. <laughs> I'm haunted by the kiss you never should have given me. Says Ramona to Popko. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Yes. <laughs> oh, guys, guys. J Money is the Anakin Skywalker of Fuller House, right? Oh, hundred oh, percent for sure. <laughs> Which means when they do reboot it eventually, maybe he'll be Darth Vader. Oh. <laughs> yeah, she agrees to meet up with her new love uh, later. He gives. He says, "Come to this address at this time." Mm-hmm. Um, and and then we go back to DJ, DJ who tells yeah. Stephanie and Kimmy that Matt proposed, and she said yes, but she's not excited about it. Yeah, it's not something's not right. It's mm-hmm. not clicking. Something's not clicking. It's almost like she's still in love with Steve. <laughs> I guess I can't complain that they won't just let the ship die because this yeah. is the episode where they bring it back. Yeah, like, where they finally it resolve yeah. it. But yeah. it's it's like, DJ, you've had like three years to sort out your feelings. Just, you <laughs> and I know it can started. take a long time and it's complicated. But it's you've, we've been we've been here before the whole time. <laughs> oh my god! Kimmy tells DJ that Steve heard her, and and DJ is kind of hurt that Steve heard her confession but said nothing to her. Mm. Uh, which I I feels a little like weird or contrived to me because it's like, well, what exactly do you want him to say? Yeah, but I do kind of yeah. like it. It feels like a character thing. You know, it's it's yeah. she's feeling emotions. So I kind of like that moment. It works. And that element of it. And that's her going, wow, he said nothing. I guess he does want to get married to someone else. Mm-hmm. And then we're ba- I know we just keep jumping back and forth, but we are back to Ramona and Jay Money. They're at a concert for ja- instead of the wedding. It's great. They keep J Money keeps saying like we should probably get to the wedding soon, right? She's like, Shh, we have to meet my sexy Japanese boy. <laughs> yeah, I don't know why how they got into this concert at three in the afternoon with well, no he, tickets and he gave he gave her tickets. Well, he gave oh, them he gave tickets. Her tickets? Yeah. Oh, okay. He gave them yeah. front row tickets. Yeah. Oh, okay. Okay. But guys, how did he have front row tickets to this concert? <laughs> well, lo and behold. Real live Japanese boy band Sexy Zone gets up on stage and sexy performs. Zone. Sexy, sexy Zone. Zone. Sexy, sexy Zone. Sexy Zone. So they call Ramona up on stage in the best iteration of them having to get up on stage at a concert. She Courtney Coxes it. <laughs> yep. Mm-hmm. She does a Courtney Cox, which just adds credence to my thing that Ramona should be the Monica analog in a Friends type show. Yeah. Cause she and she and Marius of the band Sexy Zone were dancing in the dark. Mm. J Money is Ross. J- yep. You know what? No, that makes sense. J Money is Ross. I agree. <laughs> another another profoundly sad man. Yes. Oh my god. Yeah, that's that's yeah. my hot take. Ross is kind of terrible. I can see J Money getting divorced. But three the more times. sad Ross is. Yes. Of course. Yeah, he gets married and divorced four times. You know, oh three gosh. times. Yeah. <laughs> yeah no go for four go for four J- well go that's four. why high j score. money's gonna beat ross is yeah oh yeah it's like uh it's like a video game you gotta get the high score yeah if you get five you get the title you get the achievement mr olympics yeah. <laughs> but we should also say once you know ramona is is pulled up on stage and starts dancing with the boy band it keeps cutting back to Jay Money, who's just fucking pumped. Yeah, he's really into oh, it. Oh, yeah. He's so excited. He's really into it. He's like the only guy in this building who is not a part of Sexy Zone. It's just the funniest thing because it keeps cutting to him for no reason. And it's just one second where Jay Money goes like, woo! Hell yeah! yeah. <laughs> Go, Ramona! Sexy Zone! Sexy, sexy zone. zone! So Marius, the sexy boy... Uh, professes his love to Ramona. I mean, not really. They just met, but like he, they, they have. No, they're in love. They're fully in love. Oh, I mean, yeah, they are, but they won't say it. You know, they won't Ted Mosby it. (laughs) (laughs) 
Yeah, I, we reference Friends too much, or I reference Friends too much, because I've seen it 1,500 times and it's baked into my brain. We should start referencing How I Met Your Mother more. Yeah. It's strange yeah. that people don't do that anymore. It's almost like it had a terrible finale. Anyway. <laughs> yeah. But then we go to the wedding. We're at the wedding. Um, presumably, Jay Money and Ramona are still hanging out with a boy band, yep. which, like, <laughs> honestly, good choice. <laughs> I'd hang with Sexy Zone rather than go to Steve and CJ's wedding, their awkward wedding. Maybe they just know that it's going to go badly and they're just like, let's just stay away as long as possible. Yeah, but first thing that goes badly, DJ loses the ring. It falls into the water where a fish eats it. So both DJ and Steve go after it. They start wading through, through the pond which then goes into a waterfall and there is um, how to phrase it a very real fish, <laughs> which that's, that's our code for fake fish. I was going to say, I feel like yeah. we're not really going as much into detail about this fish scene as we really need to be. We're not doing it justice. I was building up to it. Okay. So we're okay. So the fish's name is Toshi. The fish's name is Toshi. He's got over 3 million followers on followers on Instagram. This is very important. He's 100 years old. He swallows the ring. DJ and Steve run through in the water to say to get it from this very real fish. And it gets to the point where there's like a little waterfall section. It's a, it's a pretty big waterfall. Yeah. Toshi <laughs> jumps up onto like he lands on like the edge and he like flops around for a bit and then flops off the waterfall. It's, and it it's is some of the funniest CG I have ever seen. <laughs> it's <laughs> so good. I remember like the first time we watched this. The first time we had watched this together before the podcast. Yep. We had to go back and watch it. Like five times, we were just, because we just could not believe what that, we had just seen. It, it was one of the high points of the entire show. It was fantastic. It, it really is. I don't. I think this is honestly the peak. This is the pinnacle of Fuller House. It does not get better than this. Yeah. Uh, but then once Toshi jumps off the waterfall, DJ's like, "No, I'm gonna get it," and then she jumps off the waterfall, and then Steve's like, "No, DJ," and he jumps off the waterfall. And they and she heimwicks the fish. She retrieves the ring and DJ says, like, you know, wow, I jumped over a waterfall just to save your ring. And Steve and you jumped over a waterfall just to save me. And and they have a moment where they're like, oh, we are in love with each other. Yeah. And then Kimmy and Steph are there. They walked around and they <laughs> they say, hey, Steve, you're still getting married. <laughs> and so they go back. And it's and right as Steve is supposed to say I do, he just can't say it. Cannot commit. He says, yeah. I am so sorry. Right as he is supposed to say I do, I want to show you. I wrote that in all caps in my notes because I just think it's so shitty that it's the last second. Yeah. And he breaks CJ's heart. Um, she punches him in the stomach, which like good, Deserved. good for you, CJ. And then the dragon calls for blood. <laughs> yep. He does literally shout finish him like it's Mortal Kombat. Yeah, I was going to say, like, it's I was going to say it's like Mortal Kombat. And she decides, she says, I'm going to take Rose on my honeymoon. And so she goes off with Rose and Matt thinks, you know what? This is the perfect time to announce my thing. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> he says, hey, everybody, I know you're kind of in shock and most of you have no idea who I am. But good news, DJ and I are getting married. And then DJ's like, actually, <laughs> about that. Yeah. Yeah, she breaks up with Matt. He takes it pretty well, I guess, in this moment, though later right on. Right now, but see, he's. Uh, yeah. We see some shit moment. with Matt uh, that yeah. <laughs> grinds our gears a yeah. bit. Yeah. This is the beginning of uh, this is the beginning of Matt's slow descent. Yeah. He he is very sad, well, and it's a pretty I, like, quick descent so... followed by a pretty quick resurrection oh, yeah, yeah, of the yeah. character. But yeah. it's I just I just like in this moment I am so empathizing with CJ and Matt. Yeah, yeah. I'm. That's where my sympathies are. Um, but then Steve and DJ are reuniting, and they both say, you know, I think I think you're my soulmate. I think we're soulmates. We're for each other. DJ says, like, do you feel the same way I do? And Steve says, I do. And he says, like, hey, at least I got to say I do at one point today. And it's like, not the time, Steve. Uh, yeah. <laughs> hey, Steve, that's kind of <sighs> shitty. 
Mm. Yep. So that. But yeah. Yeah. You're not. You're not the victim here, Steve. Yeah. And uh, uh, Stephanie, DJ, and Kimmy get she wolf tattoos. Yep. And that's how the episode ends. They do. Wait. Oh, I thought there was. No. In the uh, uh the, the, there is one thing. Before they get tattoos, they're just talking, and Steph's like, you know, this was a pretty good trip to Japan, and I, and I was just like, uh. Did you see the everything? <laughs> this was an awful trip. And she's like, you know, other than like the two failed marriages and what the dragon did to Steve, which it, it's never explicitly said. Do you want to? Oh, I'm going to say, what do you guys think he did to Steve? Personally, I think it was uh, some sort of chemical castration. Mm. Mm, that's possible. Chemical castration. I think, you know, we never see it. I think if you took Steve's shoes off, he's missing a few toes. Yeah, mm. yeah. You know, he's a podiatrist, so it makes sense. Yeah, it's it's mm. it's it's poetic. a fitting punishment. <laughs> it's poetic. Um, that or the dragon gave him a stern talking to. Duh, duh, duh. <laughs> oh, that's e- even worse of all. It's a stern talking. Yeah, and then to. they get then they get she wolf tattoos and that's how the episode yeah. ends. I did also want to ask you guys just. You know, we had so much fun with Japanese pop sensation uh, sexy zone. What do you think our boy band name would be? Ooh, good question. Because this is to- a totally because real our, boy band. Our, our very real name for us as a group of friends is the Good Time Boys. Okay, but what's Can what's I, our boy band name? Yeah, may I may I pitch something? Yeah, because you know there's a lot of boy bands. Like I'm thinking, you know, there's like BTS and stuff like that, where it's yeah. just a bunch of letters. What if we just shorten Good Time Boys and we're just GTB? GTB. I like that. Yeah. GTB. Yeah, yeah, it's good. It's good. GTB. It sounds cooler than Good Time Boys. Yeah. Or Sexy yeah. GTB? Sexy GTB, yes. SGTB. SGTB. The S stands for sexy. Yes. The Sexy Good Time Boys. All right. The Sexy Good Time Boys. All right. Well, speaking of that, it's now time for SGTB Presents Sad Boy of the Week Japan Edition? Who, who are our nominees? Okay. I would like to nominate J Money right off the bat. I was yeah, same say thing. That's what I was gonna say. Yeah. Uh, I think. I mean, Matt's kind of a literal sad. Matt and CJ are kind of just literally very yeah. sad. I, yeah. I, I think Matt, um, because yeah. I think there's some like goofy patheticness with Matt. Exactly. Matt as well. Um, yeah, I think J Money, Matt. Uh, um, I, I feel a little bad for CJ. I I feel like yeah, I, I feel yeah. like I want to give CJ a win. Um, can we give her like the nice lady award? <laughs> the nice lady award. CJ's a nice lady. I don't want to. And she had her heart broken. I mean, we could do Steve. Maybe it's just whatever the dragon did to him was just mm. too much. I don't think I want to give Steve the win here. Cause no, I'm, no, I'm too angry at Steve. <laughs> yeah. Max. Yeah, it could Ooh, Max, be Max yeah. or Fern- it's a good one. Yeah. I think there's some goofy silliness with Fernando, but not necessarily not sad. sad. No, 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 no. silly stuff. Though he is very, he is very ashamed of his Hello Kitty love, and that's pretty sad. Yeah, but mm. so are we nominating Fernando or are our nominees Max, Matt, and J Money? No, what? I'll throw in Fernando. Throw in Fernando. Okay, go for it. Fernando, I think, is real quick because yeah, let's he's see Fernando. Yeah, he's a grown man who loves <laughs> Hello Fernando. Kitty. But also, he's ashamed that he loves Hello Kitty, apparently. Or maybe he's not. He just wanted to seem cool in front of an eight-year-old, <laughs> which is maybe the saddest part of all of this. <laughs> that Fernando yeah. wanted to seem cool in front of Max. So he <laughs> lied about his love for Sanrio characters. So then we have Max. Max, who desperately wants to go to Samurai Town, which doesn't exist. So even if Rose agreed to go to Samurai Town with Max... Who knows what would have happened? <laughs> um, so he just assumed there was a samurai town. <laughs> He's dragged by his girlfriend to Hello Kitty land where he does not want to be. And he spends all day surrounded by Hello Kitty and Hello Kitty things, even though all day he's like, can we leave? And she's like, not yet. But in the end, he gets a kiss on his cheek nice. from his girlfriend. Mm-hmm. But he also now has a wardrobe full of Hello Kitty stuff. Which I yes. don't think he likes. Doctor Matt Harmon, just such such a lovable scamp. <laughs> he's so <laughs> wants to propose to DJ that he's like, well, I should propose at baggage claim, right? <laughs> ah, I guess not. And then 
I should propose in the taxi. I should propose. He keeps, he wants to choose all these terrible locations to propose in. Um, He eventually does propose at right before someone else's wedding, which eh, maybe, maybe a bit of a dick move, Matt. Although I guess you're in beautiful Japan, beautiful green screened Japan. I mean, you were still going to be in Japan after the wedding. You could have waited until after. That's true. And I think the biggest for me, like real sad boy moment is how right after the wedding is called off and ends in heartbreak, he's like, I have a great idea. (laughs) Hey, everyone. (laughs) Steve's family, CJ's family, DJ's family, the only like four people who know me. I have great news. Me and my girlfriend are getting married and she's totally into it. Not. (laughs) And then then he gets broken up with. Yeah. Yeah. In front of everyone. Nothing could possibly go wrong with what Matt did until it happened. <laughs> <laughs> yep. So now Jay Money, best boy. Best boy. Mm-hmm. He is going around Japan, doesn't want to go to the cat cafe, ends up loving the cat cafe. <laughs> On the street, he is mistaken for Justin Bieber. He immediately says, yes, I am Justin Bieber and does some dance moves. And immediately his ego is shattered because they know you're not Justin Bieber. His his surrogate sister finds love, but he is all alone. <laughs> but and he misses the wedding to be at this concert and he has the time of his life. And here's the thing I want to say about J Money in this episode. J Money is not sad in a like bumbling sense except for maybe the the justin bieber moment Mm -hmm. jay money's sadness is how in how thoroughly uncool he is in this episode yes he's so he's having a grand old time and i'm not saying like uncoolness is the best like i said like everything that's fun kind of isn't cool (laughs) yeah yeah but he's just so thoroughly uncool but he's having the time of his life and i love him and that's why i think i have to vote jay money yeah, I think uh, to me, really, it's between Matt and Jay Money. I'm really. I think those are really the two one. big contenders. Mm. Honestly, right off the bat, I was like, it's gotta be Jay Money. I know, like Jay Money already has a huge lead on the Sad Boy leaderboard. What's well, it's, it's a I deserving? Can't, I can't lead. just yeah, no, it's a deserving lead, and I can't just not vote for Jay Money. I, here. I, but. On the other hand, Matt has such a great emotional fall, and he just fails so spectacularly with wanting to just tell people that he's engaged. Tyler is pushing for Matt. Tyler's throwing his weight at at Matt. He said, and I quote, I'm gonna th- I'm gonna throw my support towards Matt. J Money just seems too happy at the concert to be a sad boy, in my opinion. Matt's, on the other hand, has had such a delicious emotional emotional fall. Yeah, uh, am I the? De- I feel like I'm the deciding vote here, because I feel like Mark already voted J Money. I think Harrison, you're leaning towards Matt. I, I'm still I, kind of thinking about I, it. It's just J Money is so thoroughly uncool that I am more entertained by him in this episode. But I don't want to cheapen the title of Sad Boy. Right. I, yeah, I was. I was gonna say, do we want to do something we've never done before, and do co Sad Boy of the Week? I want to have a winner. I I, I want to have, have a winner. Okay. I think the decision is tough, but it's not so tough that we, we can't I have I think it is vote. on you. Okay. I, I, not to foist it on you. I think it is on you because, like, I can do it either way. I don't know if I want to give it to Jay Money, but I feel like he's in my heart who I want to win. But mm. if you said if you said you thought Matt, I, you, I would agree. You know, I, would I agree. will throw in my support for Matt, and you just decide the winner. You So we have one vote for Jay Money, one vote for Matt? Okay, so I'm the deciding vote, and I'm now realizing, okay, I'm kind of torn between the two. So, I think really there's no better way to pick Sad Boy of the Week. Hey Siri, flip a coin. <laughs> oh, that's not working. Okay, wait, wait, I have, I have, um, I have a dice rolling app, and it has a, like, flipping a coin function. Okay. Um, so, who's uh, heads, who's tails? We're doing a coin heads. flip, that's the saddest <laughs> thing. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. no, it's appropriate. It, 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 it makes sense. It feels appropriate. Who, whose heads or whose tails? I will throw my vote to the coin. Heads can be J Money. Tails J Money. Mm-hmm. Our winner for Sad Boy of the Week. J Money. J Money. J Money. J Money. I'm fine with this. I'm fine with this. The all glory to the coin. The coin has spoken. The coin has spoken. 
the saddest thing at all. Wait, wait, wait. Or what? J Money won the coin toss. Does that mean Matt should be the sad boy of the week? <laughs> Ooh, honestly, I kind of like that. <laughs> yeah, Matt, Matt, it's Matt. It's, it's, Matt. Matt. it's, it's Matt. definitely it's Matt. Matt. It's definitely Matt. Matt. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's Matt. It's Matt. <laughs> You turned it around, yeah. Mark. No, honestly, I like that better. I like that better. It's Matt. Yes. <laughs> I, I was like, okay, I guess it's J-Money. J-Money can't get Sad Boy by winning something. <laughs> <laughs> so I think, uh, yeah, that's Matt's second okay. win? Yeah, yeah that's yeah. Matt's second Sad yeah. Boy win. That's only his second Sad Boy? It's only his second Sad Boy win. Wow. All right. Well, I feel like most of the time he's kind of just like, the cooler version of like the adult men. Like out of like yeah, all the adult yeah. men in this yeah, show. Yeah, he, he's cooler he's the than least most. Sad. Yeah. But yeah. All right. Well, congratulations to Matt on winning Sad Boy of the Week via losing a coin flip. But uh, yeah, that's uh, that's gonna be it for another episode of the Fullest House podcast. Uh, if you enjoyed what you just listened to, make sure to like us on Facebook and follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Fullest House Pod. Once again, I'm Zach Horowitz. I'm Mark Green. And I'm Harrison Bloom. And until next time, may your houses be fuller and may your zones be sexy. Good night, everyone. <laughs>